Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. So this one was beautiful. This one came through just this week. Uh, The Big Ugly Truth from Mrs. McGilly. Hi, Jess. I've been listening to your most recent podcasts and they have truly resonated with me. I am currently working with a career coach, but also doing some work on myself alongside this. As a mother, it is not easy to realize the only person stopping me losing the baby weight is me or that the only person stopping me achieving my goals is me and that I am using my family who, who I should set an example for as my excuse. Me, myself and I have just had a long chat in the mirror and I do feel very empowered and excited for the future. Keep up the great work, insight and vulnerable sharing from Mrs. McGilly. Thank you, beautiful. I appreciate this so much and it came at the perfect time considering we are talking about motherhood today. And, um, you know, you guys know that I'm a mum. I have two beautiful children, Scarlett, who is nearly eight years old, and Leo, my little lion, who is nearly two. Um, so, yeah, I've got a big age gap. And I tell you, it doesn't get easier the second time around. I think um, there have been so many moments that I have said the phrase, have another kid, they said to myself and out aloud. Um, in moments of frustration and honestly, some moments where I have seriously thought like, why on earth did I go back for another child? Uh, mixed in with the moments of absolute pure joy, like this morning when Leo, um, he's actually just started learning how to say thank you in the most cutest little way you could possibly imagine. He used to say ta and now it's thank you and peace instead of please, (laughs) Um, which takes me back into those memories of my daughter Scarlett when she used to say, have a smoogie and watch a moogie. Um, There are so many moments of joy being a mum. And I suppose this episode is just going to be me talking about a few things that in particular have come up for me with the clients that I work with. Um, and for myself, you know, uh, so I'm, I feel like my podcasts, honestly, I hope you guys are really enjoying them still as much as you did at the beginning. But being that I come in here every single week, sometimes I feel like I try to cover so much ground in one episode and I would love your feedback on this because I literally just then think to myself, okay, I'm talking about motherhood. Okay. Five hours later, I might be finished. So I've got, I've got to do an episode on my miscarriages. I know that a lot of you have messaged me and said, like, I'd be really interested to hear what, what happened um, and to have an understanding of it. But um, 
to be honest, the reason I haven't done it yet is just because it's a painful thing to, it's a painful memory to think about again. Um, and I also really want to make sure I do it justice because I feel like it's going to open up a bit of a can of worms in terms of questions that people might have. So that's an interesting part of motherhood, becoming a mum and then losing your baby twice. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people who have been through things similar to that um, and even things that may be even more traumatic. Um, but today I want to talk about some of the things I wish I knew about motherhood. And this is definitely not going to be your typical, like, I wish I knew that after I gave birth, my vagina would be swollen and I wouldn't want to sit down for days and my boobs would get bigger than my head and (laughs) um, that it really, 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 really was going to be very, very fucking hard um, at every stage of parenthood. Like, it's not going to be an episode talking about the typical stuff. Because I know that, especially on social media, motherhood and the trials and tribulations and there are so many gorgeous, gorgeous mummy bloggers and mamas out there sharing all the real life glory that motherhood has to hold and the pooey nappies and the sleepless nights and the challenge. Um, You know, we watch people so glamorously on Facebook, share their pregnancies and the gorgeousness of their kids. And there is so much joy to being a parent, that's for sure. But there is, you know, there is equal amount of challenge. There is equal amount of days when we feel as though we want to bang our head on a wall. We want to hide in the cupboard. Like seriously, if my cupboard closed, if I had a door on my walk-in robe, I would be in there hiding regularly. Um, I'm sure I sit on the toilet way longer than I'm meant to when my kids are eating breakfast because I just feel like I need a break sometimes. Um, You know, we're all all going through ups and downs with our parenting. And I don't really want to talk as much about that side of things. Um, You know, I've witnessed a few people that I follow on social media recently who um, have been pregnant and... You know, some of them have incredible water births at home and water births in hospital and everything just seems to flow smoothly. Most of us have really great intentions for how we wish to birth our babies and bring them up. And and then, you know, challenge happens. We can't breastfeed or our baby's not sleeping. Then you get through that stuff and then you start having potential arguments with your husband. And then on top of that, your baby's a bit older and now this baby won't eat the food you want it to eat. And then the baby gets to around my son's age and you start getting lazy because they start getting fussy. And, you know, we have all those ups and downs and I love, I love more than anything to connect with other mums. And I love it when we see all the realness that happens around parenthood not just the pretty pictures, but, you know, like I said on a podcast that I was um, interviewed on the other week via mummy Republic, go and check that out. If you haven't, Um, you know, it's not, it's not the responsibility of anyone on Instagram to provide you with the content you wish to see. They are there to share their story and whether they want to depict a glamorous parenthood life or a completely non-glamorous one is completely up to them. Um, I actually, 
I saw a really interesting post from my gorgeous friend Layla this week, I believe it was. Um, and one of her followers had actually said to her that she was glamorizing being a single parent or something to that effect. And again, um, it really frustrates me when I see stuff like that pop up on social media, because I think that number one, as a parent, as a, as a mum, I think it's really important that we take responsibility for what we decide to expose our minds and souls to. Um, I think it's really, really important that we take responsibility for the energy we allow into our parent parenting journey. Um, and you know, that is something that I know that every single one of my parent clients and every single one of the mums I work with, they all end up at one point or another feeling less than feeling unworthy. And, and sometimes it, most of the time it actually gets worse, um, when they become a mum. So, you know, we all have, we all have insecurity. We all have those moments where we think I'm not good enough. I can't do this anymore. Um, this is all too much. I, uh, I don't have the skills for that. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. As women, we love to overthink the fuck out of life in general. Um, and then we put on our brave faces and we put on a mask and we put on the makeup and the tan and we feel fab for five minutes. But deep down, when we're going through things, they keep rearing their ugly head for a long time unless we deal with them. And then we go and become a mum. And most of the time, once we come out of the gorgeous newborn bubble and once we get through the sleepless nights and once the kids start going to kindy and school and all those things, we start to think we're going to get to claim our own lives back a bit. And the fact is, is that a lot of the time, the things we felt before we were a parent around unworthiness and not being smart enough and good enough and feeling overwhelmed and potentially dealing with anxiety or depression, those things just get elevated, don't they? When we have, when we have kids, when we become a mum, we, I know it's true for me and I'm pretty sure it's true for everyone else. We then, we change and we do, we do transition into a period, a period for life where we have people relying on us more heavily than ever before. We become a parent and that is what happens. Um, unfortunately, what I feel happens a lot is that people don't really discuss why or how we, why this happens. Um, obviously it's not going to be a nice subject to talk about when you're pregnant or when you're wanting to have a baby, but the fact is it's truth. It's what happens. Um, it doesn't happen for everybody, but it happens for a lot of people. This, um, this extreme feeling of unworthiness, this feeling that we're not doing a good enough job, this constant questioning of ourselves and questioning our decisions and feeling like every day we've gotten nowhere because all we've done is kept children alive, right? <laughs> That's all we've done. We've just kept human beings alive and we still feel that we've not done enough. We still feel that we're not worthy. We still feel bad for not earning income. We still look in the mirror and hate our bodies because those darling little children stretched it out of shape and it didn't quite bounce back like the elastic we'd hoped it to. And not, it doesn't, no one really prepares us for how we're going to feel when all that happens. And 
you know, I think I, I didn't have notes for this. I probably should have, but I think one of the things that, well, there's a few, there's a few things, um, that I really want to give you guys today. But one of the things is, is that when we become mums, the shape of our relationships, not just with our partners or our husbands or our boyfriends or whoever, um, the shape of the relationships with everyone in our life changes um, when you become a mum. Because I know for me that when I when I had Scarlett, I was pretty much the first person I knew to have a baby. So no one in our group had kids. Um, Scarlett's the oldest in the in the group I had at that point in time. And so when I became a mum for the first time, um, it was crazy. It was like, oh, everyone wants to go out on the weekend and my husband works on the weekends. And so number one, I was doing it on my own on the weekends, but also the relationships that I had and the things we would do and the places we would go out, everything changed. Everything was just there was the shape changed. And so I'm really lucky because at that time I had a few beautiful friends that were more than happy to come and get a little bit tipsy on wine and listen to music at my house on a Saturday night instead of going out to bars and restaurants like we used to. So it was awesome to have the support network, but especially the relationship that we have if you do have a partner, um, when you have a, have a baby, I know that not everybody does. Um, but the relationships just change so much. And I think more importantly, what happens when you, when you're a woman and you become a mum, um, unlike when you become a dad, um, we change, like we physically change, we emotionally change, we hormonally change every single thing about us changes when we become a mum. Um, and this is not bagging out the dads. This is not downplaying the adjustment that a, that a man has when he becomes a father. Um, it's equally as it's, it's just as much of a shitstorm becoming a dad, but that's not what I'm here to talk about today. Um, dad podcasts are probably going to be where you can go to find that information. One day I might, I might interview a dad, (laughs) maybe, maybe not, but what happens when you're a woman is that you go from being someone who only had to worry about yourself into, you know, you, so I remember, I remember this and, and this is, um, this is interesting because we really wanted to have a baby. We were, we were, you know, newly married. That was the next thing we wanted to do. And I've always wanted to be a mum. and being a parent is, is one of the most rewarding things, if not the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Um, it's so challenging. It's so rewarding. It, you know, everything, everything about parenting is rewarding because all the challenges that present that I'm presented with just enable me to grow and grow and grow. And I didn't always see it that way, but now I really do feel that there is only reward that comes from my parenting, despite the fact that I may, um, you know, mutter under my breath and say, you little effing a-hole a few too many times and call my son a malaka, which I totally shouldn't do. Um, (laughs) But hey, I'm being real because this is reality. But genuinely, I, you know, I couldn't wait to become a mum. And 
it is the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. I love the challenge and I love everything that comes with it. But, you know, when we become a mum, before that I was really confident. I was really worldly. I loved traveling. I, myself and my husband used to travel for his work a lot and we just didn't have to worry about anything. Um, so there was confidence. There was, you know, there was just me worrying about me. There was just grabbing the car keys and just going to the shop, not worrying about school pickup, not worrying about anything, just worrying about me. Um, there was, you know, I had sex appeal and I was loving my life. I loved the freedom. Um, could stop at the shops anytime I wanted. I could go do things. If someone called me, I'd be like, yes, I can go do that. I don't need to consult anyone. I was really independent. Um, although I was married and we had a partnership, excuse me, overall, I was an independent person. I didn't really need to call on anyone for help. And then you become a mum and every single bit of that changes. Um, and the, 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 the kind of shitty thing around it is that, well, this is how I feel anyway. And this is what I really wish I knew about motherhood. This is, this part here is what I wish I knew. I wish that someone had said to me, and I mean, people probably do. People probably say it to you. Oh, wait till you become a mom. Everything's going to change. And you just have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Um, But for me, I think the biggest challenge was that, and this is actually something that I've reflected on more and more now, having Leo than what I had having Scarlett. And it's probably just because I'm at a different level of growth that I can be more aware of where I'm at. But I think the biggest problem I have with this whole motherhood gig is that I feel that you are the only person that changes. No one else around you changes. So your husband doesn't change. He gets a new cute baby and he doesn't have to breastfeed. He doesn't need to ice pack the vajayjay and deal with whatever's going on down there. He doesn't have to look in the mirror and hate his body. Um, He doesn't have all the hormone shit. I'm not downplaying what men have to go through, just putting out the disclaimer there. Yes, he has to go to work and earn money. I get all that. But what I'm saying is more that I feel as though as a mum, this is what I wish I knew is that you change so much becoming a mum and really no one else around you changes at all. So your husband doesn't really change. Obviously your kids are just your kids, but even down to the fact that the relationships around you don't alter. So the people around you didn't all have babies, just you did. Um, And so you're going through unique things at unique times for yourself. And it is very difficult for anyone around you to understand it. And that is basically how the rest of your life is going to be. It's going to be you dealing with your shit, with your mum guilt, with your body issues, with your hormone imbalances, with all that stuff kind of on your own because women are in their heads, right? We overthink things. We stress too much. We worry what people think. We play comparison. Um, We feel bad a lot of the time. We do the guilt thing and all that stuff happens. And then we try and we hope that people will get it. We hope that the people around us will get it. 
And honestly, they don't. They try to, but they don't. Um, And, you know, it's really hard to surrender to just realizing, okay, I'm a mum now and now stuff's different, right? Stuff's changed. I found that the biggest thing. I found, especially with Leo, because I had, we had a pretty big age gap between Scarlett and Leo. So Scarlett was six when Leo was born. And so I had gained all my freedom or a lot of my freedom back with Scarlett. You know, she could wipe her own bum. She can dress herself. She could make her own brekkie. She can pack her bag for school. Um, I had stopped having to pay for childcare. All those things had gone. And then we were like, let's do this again. And so I think the second time around hit me even harder because I had that sense of loss again. Um, And if you guys are relating to this at all, please feel free to send me feedback, send me messages, let me know. Um, But I know that that I'm not alone in how I feel because I deal with people in my one-on-one coaching space every day that tell me the same stuff that are like, I've lost all sense of self. I've lost who I am. Um, I feel bad because I'm not earning income. I feel purposeless. I feel like I am just a mouse on a wheel going fast, um, going nowhere fast, you know? Um, and that's a shitty place. It's a, it's a shitty space to be in. And so when I, you know, when I became a mum for the second time around, it was like, Hey Jess, you know, all of this, you knew this was going to happen, but it hit harder the second time around for me. It was something that I felt like, like I said, I felt that sense of loss second time around for who I was, for myself, for my freedom, for my time. And I think that the reason I felt it was because I was really good at putting myself first. And as a mum, we change so much. We physically change. We emotionally change. We have, we carry new baggage with us everywhere we go. We think about our children 24 seven. Never before have I thought about what is in my fridge and in my cupboard so much as I do now. And I cannot even imagine the pressure that someone with four or five kids has because having two is enough to drive me batty with worrying if there's enough snacks and cucumbers and things in the fridge and fruit and yogurt and all the things just to keep my children fed. And then you've got to think about income and body image and your hormones and all the other things. And that's having two healthy kids that are thriving. And so it's just a huge, huge task being a parent, just, just with kids that behave, just with kids that are healthy, um, with an income that is keeping us here in a lovely home. And then you start to think about the people out there that are struggling with their income or that have children with special needs or that have children that have dietary requirements or um, co-parenting situations, single parents. The list just keeps going on and on and getting bigger and bigger. And there's just not enough people being real and raw and just saying, you know what, this is a hard gig and more people need to know about it. More people need to talk about it because it's really nice when we post cute pictures of our kids having morning cuddles, I'm guilty of it, or on the beach, living our best life. Um, But the real truth is it's not just the kids misbehaving that causes chaos. It's, It's our own internal chaos. It's our own internal struggles. It's, and then as they get older, 
in some ways it gets worse because they, they start to create their own little personalities and they start to backlash on you. Um, Scarlett said to me the other day, I'm just so sick of you trying to control me. And I was just like, what the actual fuck was that? You are seven. Of course I have to somewhat control you. Um, (laughs) and I think this was over me trying to get her hair up into like some sort of ponytail because she was doing yoga that afternoon and I didn't want it flopping in her face. Like, I feel like that was the level of control I was trying to have over her, or it was something about what she was wearing. But in that moment, I realized that the words she said to me were so important and I really had to be aware of it. So like I said earlier, challenge is, um, is great in parenting, especially small little things like that, because they really help you grow. But what I realized in that moment was I need to start letting her be more independent and I need to let her start making some mistakes. And she needs to just be able to learn that if she goes to yoga with her hair out, that it's going to flop in her face and she can deal with it. And if she doesn't remember to bring a hair tie the next week, or let her mummy do a beautiful braid, which I think is what I was trying to do. And if she wears the clothes that are itchy or she goes out bike riding in a skirt, then she needs to learn those lessons for herself. Um, And I wish in, I mean, of course we have to learn this stuff for ourselves, but I wish, I'm sure there's great books on this stuff. I mean, one of the biggest, one of the best books I've ever read on parenting is The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shafali. Um, you should all read that. It's not about parenting. It's about you. And then you really do reflect into your children so, so much. So, you know, your ability to really learn from your kids is one of your greatest gifts, but I love that book. Um, and you know, I've, I've learned so much about myself becoming a parent, but I think the biggest thing that I wish I knew was just how much I would change. And I wish that I had been armed with some tools to manage the feelings I was having earlier than now, because it took me, it took me a fair while to, um, to actually get my head around what I needed to do in order to manage what was going on and what I didn't know. And the challenges that I, that were going to rear their ugly head, um, in my, in my situation, but also in a lot of people that I deal with, um, so yes, yeah, surrendering to, to being a mum is one thing that's huge. Um, having the tools in place to be able to accept the new you, the, the person you've become as a result of becoming a parent, a mother. So many people message me and say, yeah, since I've become a mum, you know, I just feel like I've got no vision. I feel like I've got no purpose. I feel like a failure. Um, I've lost my sense of self. I don't know what to do with my life. And it's like, well, don't you wish someone would have told you that beforehand? Like, don't you wish there was tools that would have taught you how to get through this so that you could have got on top of this earlier than now, when you now feel like shit? I do. I in fact created it. It's my online coaching system. It's, you know, my, my main clients are, mothers and mothers who are business owners and mothers who are career-driven entrepreneurs who want to succeed and get outside the box of motherhood and back into their living in their full potential 
and sometimes their full potential and their purpose is to be a mum. But most of the time, the women I work with have a purpose outside of motherhood, have a skill, have a passion, have something they want to do outside of being a mum that drives them to be a better mum, but also drives them to find their sense of self and who they are and get back to a space of feeling really good about themselves. Um, And that's where we all want to get to, right? Whether you're a parent or not, but trust me, it gets way harder when you're a mum. It gets way harder to put yourself first. Um, I wish I knew, what I wish I knew before I was a mum was that I needed to be absolutely fiercely determined to put myself first when I become a mum. I wish someone went into hospitals and said, I wish there was actually a service that came from the government that said for 15 minutes, I don't know, maybe an hour a week or an hour a day, whatever it is, you have to block out time for yourself. And we have a drop-off zone in every suburb for this so you can go for a walk in peace or so you can go and train or meditate or whatever it is. Or do you have enough support at home to ensure that you have rituals and routines that are going to serve you and your mental health? Wouldn't that be a brilliant question? Oh man, that would be amazing. Um, Because everyone, like I remember being in hospital with Leo and some um, male midwife came in and he was like, no, you need to point the doodle down. Like you're not doing it right. And I was like, oh my God, like you're worried about where his pee's going to go when he's peeing like 10 mils of water a day or whatever it is. And I'm more worried about my mental stability and no one comes in and talks to you about that. They're just like, would you like me to milk you like a cow now and try and get that milk out of your bosom? Because that's highly important, but let's not address what happens when you go home and you're literally crying every day because you can't understand the language of your baby. Let's not address your mental health. Let's send someone over to weigh the baby. Obviously this stuff's important. I'm not saying it's not, but let's do all that. Let's send send someone over to give that baby a a jab or whatever it is. Um, All that stuff, you know, the baby does need to be cared for, obviously, but let's not address what does the woman eat after having a child? How do we ensure that the new mum is not going to go batshit crazy? How do we ensure that there's great communication in the home? How do we educate a dad properly around what that mother is going through and the people around you? Like, why don't we have more information about this stuff? Because what I wish I knew before motherhood was I need to be really good with my routines and with my rituals because these are the things that are absolutely going to serve me moving forward whether it's with a newborn or with an eight-year-old at school, I need that routine and ritual and mindset coaching is so important. Yet no one seems to get to any of it until they fucked up and they're really sad and they're overly tired and exhausted and drained. And then they go searching for the fix and they don't realize that it's going to be years to fix that stuff. Um, And it's going to be a lot of consistency and a lot of resilience and a lot of mental coaching, um, mindset coaching to help you get back to that space that you once were in or to a better place. And so that's what I wish I knew. Um, But, you know, one of the one of the things that I really 
wish I knew this is another thing was, um, I never understood how much I was going to need to call on people around me for help. And I always saw asking for help as a sign of weakness before I was a parent. So I was just independent and confident, did my thing. And I paid my own bills and I got my own shit done. And then you become a mum, and it's so hard to ask for help. And I never realized how much I could need my parents and the, my, my, the people around me. Um, and it, it's weird when you have to go back to like, Hey mom, can you come and help me do my clothes washing and maybe cook a meal? And can you come and babysit? And then you become like needing your parents again, you become a parent and you need everyone so much more. Um, I know people always say, oh, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help, but I feel like that's a different dynamic. And if my mom ever listens to these, I don't know if she does, but I, my mom and dad, I'm eternally grateful for that coming full circle and then being there for us again and helping me and helping Ryan and helping us do parenting and look after our kids. So we get to become a little bit more like our previous selves and go and have a margarita and do the things that we need and have holidays and And some things like that that we do on our own um, have date nights, you know. But um, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it, when you become a mum and things like that change so much. Um, Like it's just just so interesting, isn't it? It's just so interesting. There's so many things I wish that I knew about motherhood. Um, And I'm sure that you mums are kind of going, yep, I get it. Um, Another thing that I thought was really worthy of talking about today, I'm nearly wrapped up, but one thing that I thought was really, really interesting and worthy to talk to, talk to you guys about was, um, was the dynamic and the thing, something that a lot of women tend to go through, which is this struggle with not earning income or losing their income when they become a new mum, And, um, and look, I know that I'm not going to be able to talk to every demographic when I'm talking in this podcast, because like I said before, we've got single parents, we've got um, co-parenting situations. I know there's a ton of different different situations out there, but one thing that I definitely find with the people I work with, um, the mums that I work with that I coach one-on-one, is that there's often a period of time when you are on mat leave, and yes, the government say it's okay to pay you a little bit of money, Um a little bit of a wage to be doing what you're doing, keeping those two humans, one, one or two humans alive. Um, but the fact is eventually that those paid parental leave stuff runs out. And some people do choose to work less when they're a parent or not at all uh, for a period of time. And I think that there needs to be a way better quality conversation had between the two parents. If there are two at the time, um, on the expectations of what, a mom is, is going to earn and when and how and what that looks like moving forward. Because when you take into account how much a woman changes and then you take into account all the hormones and everything that that woman who used to only have to wash her own clothes now thinks about um, and feed her own self now thinks about and then you've got kids and it's full on, like I can say hand on heart, like I find it so full on, the the weight and the burden that I feel like I carry uh, not that my kids are a burden, but there is a weight on me um, constantly. It, you never you never stop thinking about them. And I know that even now my mum is still thinking about me and I'm 35 years old. Um, and then I think, 
I think with all that considered, I think what happens to a lot of a lot of us is we get to this point where we're like, I don't really want to do what I used to do, right? You become a mum and things change. You want to be able to do the school pickup. You want to be able to take your child to dancing or soccer or swimming lessons or whatever it is. So then you start to start you start to think about doing something different with a career. And a lot of people, a lot of women end up going, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur or I want to start my own business. But the problem is a lot of us don't have the self-worth to carry through with it. And then it causes a lot of frustration in the home. And, you know, I remember, so funny, everyone's different, but I remember having this, um, I was like jealous of Ryan because he could work and I couldn't. I was jealous that he got to be child-free all day at one point. Um, I still get jealous of him in some ways because I feel like, you know, that the the way I think about the kids and the way he does just different because our roles are different. It seems like the mum just does a lot more of that stuff. And um, and that's cool. I'm not complaining about that. But I definitely think that one thing I would suggest if you're already in a partnership or if you're thinking about having kids or whatever it may be is that there's a real conversation around the expectations of what is going to happen moving forward in terms of who and how income comes into the home. Um, If you are choosing that the husband works and that you don't, how then you are um, going to treat the money coming in the door, whether, because I know like I've had clients say to me, like, I feel bad for spending money because I'm not making money. And I'm like, hello, you've got children. Like if you've got a newborn at home, you can't physically work like, or you can, you can put the child into daycare, but you need to have conversations around that stuff. Um, And if that's a choice, then I really think it's so important. And even if your kids are a bit older and you got, and you feel like a niggling feeling that you're not doing enough, I highly suggest, and this is something I work with my clients on. I work um, with people on, you know, really knowing where their skill set lies and really having great great quality conversations with their husbands, boyfriends, partners around what where the roles are at. Like Ryan and I know that his business is the primary is the is the one that earns more money and he doesn't he um, doesn't expect me to be able to do what he does in terms of income because at this point in time I still have a young baby and obviously you know the first probably nine months to a year of Leo's life, he wasn't in childcare. And so I was caring for him a lot, obviously. And so my earning capabilities were lower and that's a unique situation because I work from home. I was able to still earn income while I, even, you know, the, the week I had him, I earned an incredible income because of my previous network marketing business. Um, but at the same time, there are a lot of mums who really, who really struggle with that and and one of my one of my best pieces of advice and coaching for you guys today would just be that it's really important to take the time when your partner or hubby is in a good mood um, and ask ask him to ha- let's have a conversation around the roles and the expectations moving forward because the worst thing to the worst place to live in is one where you feel guilty for having like bought a smoothie on on your trip to the library with your little baby um, or really wanting a new outfit because you really don't love yourself enough and you're not feeling great at that time. 
um, you haven't lost the baby weight and you want a new outfit, but you don't feel worthy enough to spend the money in the account because you didn't physically go to work. Um, that kind of stuff is really quite, it can cause a lot of stress in relationships, can cause a lot of anxiety. Um, and I don't want that for anybody. So I work with a lot of people around this stuff and really paving a way towards a long-term vision and future is one of the ways it will help you get through that. Um, so yeah, I think that was a, I think that was a really valid point to make. And I would love for you guys to give me some feedback if you felt like this. Um, and if you, if you want, um, to have more of a conversation with this, let me about this, let me know. Cause this was a, a pretty like unplanned podcast in terms of me having notes. Um, the other thing that I really just wanted to touch on, which I heard on another podcast and I thought it was so cool. And I thought it was great for me to share this with you guys. Um, and one thing again, that I kind of wish someone had told me prior to me becoming a parent, mainly so I could be a little bit more aware of it moving forward, but is to really, if you're having issues with parenting, co-parenting, um, obviously if you're a single parent and dad isn't involved, then this doesn't, this doesn't necessarily relate to you, but it definitely can help in some ways is that one of the best things I've learned to do and that I help my clients do is draw out your strengths and traits and, um, the things that are great about you, be really aware of who you are, what makes you tick, know what your top values are, know where your strengths lie. Because when you know what you're good at, it becomes really easy to thrive in your life. So I, I'm i a good cook, so I'm okay with cooking dinner. Um, Ryan is not a good cook, so he's not – well, he's actually – I should give him more credit. He's actually becoming quite a good cook. He's got the fried rice down pat and he's got quite a few recipes down pat. Um but you've got to know where your strengths are. So I think sometimes we try to be everything to our kids. Um, we try to be the fun mom. We try to be the nurturing mom. We try to be the mom that's there when they need to listen. We try to be the sporty mom. Uh, we try to be the everything mom. And what I prefer to do is, and what I suggest you guys do, is really think about where you, where your, where your strong suits are, where you shine. And so working with your partner around that is super important. So if you know like, hey, and this is like a bit typical, but you know, like, yeah, the dads are normally better at running around and being silly, then you just play the role that you play well. And for me, I play the role of nurturing. I One of my, one of my top love languages is, well, quality time, physical touch and words of affirmation. So that's what I do well. Um, whereas you know, Ryan, his, I'm, he, I don't know if he's actually done the test, but I do know that receiving gifts is high on his love language. And that's why he's great at buying Scarlet cute things. Um, but for me, it comes in with spirituality, with the meditation, with lots of cuddles, with lots of reading time. And so I just work with my strengths and I love teaching and I love empowering. So those are the things I do. Um, and I think even if you're a single parent, it's great to really think to, think to yourself and just ask yourself, you know, well, what, what am I really good at? Where are my strengths? What, where do I parent really well? What are the things I bring to the table? And, and just to acknowledge that you don't have to be everything to your kids. Just be the best you. Just be the best that be the best person you can be. Show up the best in the ways you know how to. And then find people that can 
bring into their lives the things that you don't. So if you're a single parent, it might be granddad or it might be a father figure that comes in or your best friend's husband, you know, like I know that there have been heaps of times when, you know, Ryan's been away and we've been down at the park and we've, you know, been with other couples and other men have stepped in and, you know, popped Leo on the scooter or taken him for a little, you know, run around the park. And that's a great thing to be aware of. You don't have to fill every cup. You just need to really work with your strengths and, and knowing yourself, having a really good understanding of you is how you get to that point. Um, so I genuinely help that hope that that has been a great little combo, pretty, pretty, um, pretty interesting kind of topic to open up. I never, ever wanted my podcast to be just about parenting or motherhood, but at the same time, I'm a parent, I'm a mum, So of course I'm going to bring these things up, but I really know that a lot of you guys that follow me aren't parents as well, but this one was for the mamas and potentially the papas. I, I feel like it's I it's been a little bit eye-opening for me and I hope it has been for you. Please, guys, it would mean so much to me if you can hashtag the Abundance Hub on your Insta feed and repost and share if you've enjoyed this. It would mean so much to me because without you guys helping me, I can't get the word out more. Well, I can, but it really helps to have you guys doing that with me. And so big love. Don't forget to hashtag the abundance hub. And, um, and if you guys loved this episode, then please share it, rate, review, do all the things, um, send me the love and, um, and I will check back in later in the week to see how you guys loved it. Thank you so much for your support. Big love. Have a gorgeous day. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the abundance hub podcast please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.